everybody, it's April with Sister Wife Secrets, and today I wanted to just throw in a special episode all about the Kingston clan. Now, I was a little hesitant to do this episode because of how powerful the Kingstons are. I've heard stories of them coming after people who have, you know, blown the whistle on them, but I don't think I have any information, you know, that would cause them to want to come after me. However, I do have information that I think everybody should be aware of, and the reason I decided to talk about this was because of the new laws here in Utah. Um, What sparked me to actually take a look at it was the recent episode of The Sister Wives, where they meet with the Darger family, and um, the husband um, of the Darger family, you know, states that getting in trouble for polygamy here in Utah now is like getting a traffic ticket. And I got to tell you, my heart sunk. And here's the reason, you guys. I am not against polygamy if all the adults are consenting. And, you know, if whether they're happy or not, if they're all consenting, you know, go good for you. It's enjoy your life. But what happens is these consenting adults, they create children. And not all of these clans of polygamy are good people. Not all of them treat the children the way they should be treated. Uh, We've seen it all over the news with the FLDS clan. Warren Jeffs was an evil person. He is an evil person. And... The way his community lives is so sad and so heartbreaking. If you watch any documentaries on that whole situation, I mean, my heart just aches for those children uh, and for those women, Um, you know. And the thing with that clan and the Kingston clan, so they, they start off by brainwashing their children at a very young age. They have them recite the same things over and over and over again. And when they're doing that, they're creating, you know, an army of children that believe this belief so they can continue feeding their machine, so to speak. Um, You know, and when it comes to the Kingston clan, the thing that's so scary about them is they blend right into normal society. They look just like another, you know, ordinary, everyday person. They dress like, you know, everybody else does. They don't act like, you know, they come from a very, you know, backwoods community like the FLDS people do, you know, and FLDS people wear certain clothing that, you know, it's very obvious that they're polygamists. But um, the Kingston clan, that's not the case. Now, I'm not saying everybody that's part of the Kingston clan is a bad person. I don't believe that at all. As a matter of fact, I think there's some very beautiful, smart individuals that are stuck in that situation, and it's heart-wrenching. The things that go on in that community is terrible. So the men, they have access to all the money. And the women don't. And most of the women are forced to get on welfare to support their children. And to put this in perspective, 
most men have anywhere from five to 18 wives. And each one of those wives has anywhere from five to 12 children. That's a lot of kids to feed, a lot of mouths to feed. And when the men are hoarding all the money, the women are put in desperate situations. They have to get on welfare. And then guess what? My tax dollars are funding this evil situation. And yes, I believe those kids should eat. I believe they deserve that. I believe they deserve to have clothes on their back. And I don't believe it's their fault. I don't. Um, and the thing that goes on with those kids is they're married off at very young ages. And they're forced to marry their cousins. Because the Kingston clan believes, <laughs> and this just blows my mind, they believe that they're direct descendants of Christ. So they believe their blood is directly linked to the blood of Christ and they have to keep the bloodline pure. Now, call me crazy, but last time I checked, Jesus Christ did not live in Utah. (laughs) And he lived a very, very, very long time ago. Um, And... According to every Bible I've read, he never had a child. So I'm not sure where they are getting this idea that they are direct descendants of Christ. And I don't know how they convince their members of this, except that when they're young little children, they make them recite the same things over and over to convince them that they belong where they are. Um, to convince them that what they're telling them is true. I honestly feel like if you are listening to this and you are part of the Kingston clan and you need help, there are resources now. Um, You can message me. I'll do anything I can to help you. And I'm just throwing that out there, okay? Um, I know it's scary. I know that um, being in situations where you're fearing that your cousins might harm you because that's what they do when you when you try to leave or you you disclose any secrets about the clan, um, they get pretty violent and aggressive with you. I've heard of them locking people in basements and um, all kinds of crazy stuff. So. Again, if you need help, please reach out. I'm here for you, and I'm not afraid. So, you know, I've got a little twenty-two. I can protect myself. <laughs> I've got a concealed weapons permit. You know, like, I, I will do anything I can to protect you and help you and get you out of that situation. Um, because it's not fair. It's not. And, you know, it can be really scary. And if you're a mom that has been in this situation and you've thought about leaving you know, just just hear my words right now, okay? Life is so short. You are here for a very, very short period of time if you put it in perspective. And do you want to spend the rest of your life in fear? Do you want to spend the rest of your life worrying about what your husband's doing and where he's at and why he's not there to help you or worrying that he might beat you up? Or worrying that, you know, 
You can't get a washing machine to wash your clothes because he doesn't provide that to you. You can't fix a hole in the wall or mold in the house because he's not there to help you with that stuff. He's off with another woman with his favorite wife taking care of that family and those kids and spending his money on them and leaving you in the dust. And you do not deserve to live your life that way. You don't. Nobody does. If you're listening to this and you're not a polygamist and you're in a situation where your life is just hell, by all means, please take that leap and leave. I've been there. I was in a very bad marriage when I was a child. I got pregnant at the age of 18. And this is just some history about me. Um, I got pregnant at the age of 18 by a man who was 28 years old. And he told me he could not have children. And my young, naive self believed him. And that just simply was not the case. So I ended up pregnant and having a kid at the age of 19. And I ended up having to get married because of this situation. And I was always told that if I ever left my husband, that his family would pull their money together and take my children from me. So I lived in fear for many, many years, many years, until one day I just had the courage to leave. And it took all the courage in the world. I had to muster up every last ounce of courage within myself and just do it. And I'm telling you, I was terrified. I threw those kids in the car, I packed up our stuff, and I left. I left in the night. And I drove to my aunt's house in St. George. Um, We were living in Mesquite, Nevada at the time. And I drove to my aunt's house in St. George and I stayed the night. And then the next day I came back up to Utah. And it was the most terrifying experience of my life. And I knew that I had a huge battle ahead of me. I had many, many court dates, many, many lawyer visits, Lots and lots of money spent trying to battle for my children. And it was a huge battle. And I'm telling you, it was awful. It was awful. But to this day, I am so grateful I made that decision because I got to reclaim my life. I got to live my life the way I wanted to live it not trapped in a situation where I was talked down to and treated like garbage and cheated on and disrespected. You know, I got to step away from that and I got to reclaim my life and I have a very beautiful life today. You all know I have an amazing husband who can be a little vulgar, (laughs) but he's amazing. He treats me like gold and I'm so happy. And I wouldn't have that if I hadn't had that little voice inside of me pushing me to do better. So if you're in a situation where you feel afraid, you feel trapped, you don't know what to do, just listen to that small little voice and take that leap. I'm telling you, it's worth it. And you know, for me at the time, I got to the place where I'd rather die than not try. I'd rather die trying then not try. I'd rather, you know, go out in a blaze of glory (laughs) than just sit around and just wish that I had the courage to do it. 
So I'm telling you, it's completely worth it. Nobody deserves to live in an abusive situation. And I'm not saying my first husband was physically abusive because he wasn't. So I don't want to paint that picture at all. Um, but there were other things that happened in that marriage that were not right and were not fair to me or my children. So I'm glad I had the courage to leave. Now, back to the polygamy, and thanks for listening to me. I'm just hoping if I if there's anybody out there that needs to be inspired to reclaim their life, please, please message me, man. I'm here for you. I will help you through it, okay? Um, but back to the Kingston clan. So they call themselves the Order, which couldn't be any more creepy, right? And they believe protect the order at all costs which is even more creepier. Right? It's like, what on earth is this? You know, like, what is the order and why do we have to protect it? Um, but yeah, they truly believe they're descendants of Christ. I'm sure the person that created the Kingston clan doesn't believe that. They know better. But it did start a very long time ago. Um, I believe, let me see here. Let me look at my notes. I believe it was, yeah, it was back in the 1930s when it first started. They branched off from the mainstream LDS religion. And whoever started it started telling their people that they were descendants of Christ and then they have pure blood. And that's what we're going to tell the rest of our generations. And that's what they're going to believe. So they're going to continue to marry their cousins, which is strange. I'm sorry. You know, don't marry your cousin. There's plenty of fish in the sea that are not related to you. Please don't do this. You know, eventually the bloodline is going to get to the place where it's like, you know, deformities are going to happen. So just please don't do this. Um, and you know, and this, this clan is spreading, man. They're in Colorado now. They're in California. So it's getting larger and larger and scarier and more powerful and probably harder and harder for their members to leave, you know, because the larger the family is, the more people there are that are watching you, right? And I've heard that if you tell secrets about them or you have the courage to speak up and say something's wrong, you get physically hurt. Like your cousins come after you and they get paid money to do it. So they're all essentially like, you know, um, taught to grab somebody. So if somebody like sneaks out the window and starts running, they're taught to go grab them and restrain them and hold them back. And it's, it's terrifying. People get scared. I don't know if you've ever watched the show Escaping Polygamy. It's really about helping a lot of people escape the Kingston clan. There have been some F LDS and some AUB escapes on there as well. Um, AUB, just so you know, is the what Josh and I refer to as the spaceship church, which is um, the church that the Browns from the Sister Wives uh, did belong to. I don't think they belong to it any longer. Um, but that's where they come from. Um, I think uh, Christine's father or grandfather actually started the AUB. Um, and they are a branch off from the FLDS, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's all very strange stuff. And, 
you know, here's the thing. Polygamy just fascinates me only because I am not confident enough to share my husband with another woman. And when I look at these situations, I feel sorry for the wives because I know that they're not confident enough to do it either. They're only doing it because that's what they've believed to be um, true. That's what they believe is going to get them into heaven, right? Now, the Browns are kind of changing their opinion about this, which I think is interesting. And, and I like that they're doing it on TV and they're being honest about it. I think that's pretty commendable. Um, they're not promoting polygamy in any way at this point. C- Cody said he's no longer being an advocate for it, which I think is great, and I commend him for that. And that's probably the best thing I've ever heard Cody say. Um you know, but as far as them all sticking it out together still, I'm not sure why, except that, you know, that they've been in this situation for so many years now that they just feel, they all feel stuck. They all feel like they have to be there. Um, they all feel obligated, which is sad, you know. Um, I think it would be amazing to see one of those wives just say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my best life and I'm not going to let this situation hold me back any longer. I think that would be pretty amazing and powerful to witness. Whether or not that will ever happen, uh, doubt it, but it would be pretty cool. I like that none of their children are living polygamy. I think that's super cool and um, I think that they're breaking the cycle, which is nice um, because, you know, it's obviously not healthy I have not seen one single polygamy situation that is healthy. Even when you look at a family like the Darger family who seem to have it all together, you know, we got to remember they're on TV. They're putting on their best face. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I'm pretty sure a lot of jealousy and negativity happens in that household. How could it not? You know, like I don't understand how they could all just be okay watching their husband go sleep with another woman and do it right under their nose and do it under the same roof and just be okay with it. I mean, what if you heard that? Like, honestly, like, I would just become rageful. I just would not be able to exist in that kind of a situation. And that's why it first fascinated me because I thought, how on earth, like, what's so amazing about this that women are doing this. Like, why? Why are they doing it? You know? It baffles me. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, I have heard some women say, some polygamous women say, they do it because, well, your husband's just going to cheat on you anyway. So this way you get to see who he's cheating on you with. How sad is that? You know, not every man cheats. And if you believe that, then obviously there's something going on in your mind that has given you a very negative outlook on men in general. And it has to be from how you were raised. And of course, if you're raised in polygamy, you're watching your dad sleep with, you know, 11 other women. You know, well, not watching, but you know that he's sleeping with 11 other women, then in your mind, you don't believe that a man can be faithful. So, of course, you're just going to believe that you're going to continue the cycle of this 
polygamy BS. And I just really think that it's sad. I've yet to see any polygamous family that's happy. Everything I have seen, even if they try to portray it in a happy situation, everything I have seen is sad to me. It's sad. And it baffles me why these women put themselves through it. They cannot truly believe that it's getting them into heaven. They can't. You know, I I know that back in the day when Mormons first started polygamy, a lot of it happened when they migrated from Missouri to Utah. And along the trail, you know, husbands were dying. So pioneer men would marry these other women and take on the responsibility of their family. So it was kind of out of necessity back then because, you know, a woman couldn't raise a family by herself. You know, that was just unheard of. So there had to be a man in the situation. (laughs) So the men would marry these women to help, you know, raise the children and take care of them. Um, I believe that was probably with good intentions, you know, somewhat. On the man's side, probably not as much as on the women's side. But anyway, um, but you get my point, right? There was some kind of a need for it. So that that was part of why it happened. Joseph Smith also, you know, said, hey, men should have more than one wife. And I believe that was just because he wanted to sleep with multiple women. And he didn't want to be an adulterator or whatever. So he married multiple women and he said it was a law from God and of course they all believed everything he said so they all went along with it and of course all the men were like yay you know and all the women were like wow you know like I have to sacrifice so much and what do you have to sacrifice and this is my point right here what do the men in these situations have to sacrifice absolutely nothing especially in the Kingston clan Because they're hoarding all the money. So all the men hoard all the money. The women live in these pious situations where they have to get on welfare to support their children. And they don't even get to see their husband half the time because he has so many wives, you know. And they don't live in the same houses. Like here in Utah, the Kingston clan, they're spread all the way through our communities. Like you wouldn't even know that they were your neighbor. And, um... It's just strange, and it's a little spooky, you know? Um, But, yeah, so I wanted to talk about them today. I just wanted to, you know, spread some awareness, give you guys some insight on, you know, this, this new law that was created here in Utah in regards to polygamy is sad to me because now I feel like they're just going to keep abusing children and get away with it. And these situations are not going to get any better now. If it's just a traffic ticket, then, oh my gosh, you know, they're they're just going to become more powerful and more abusive towards children and things are just going to get worse. And it makes me sad. That makes me sad. You know, I have three beautiful children, two are daughters. And, um, I look at my two daughters and I think how terrible would it be if they ended up in a situation like that, 
where they didn't believe in themselves enough to stand up and say, yeah, I deserve to have one husband that's faithful, that supports me and my children. That is just what, that's the normal way of life. You know, and these people are, are believe, they're taught to believe that that's wrong. And it's so backwards and it's so bizarre. And I really, really wish that as a community here in Utah, we were doing more, you know, to save these children. And I know there's a lot of people, there are a lot of polygamist activists here that do try to help. And I commend you 100%. In fact, I plan on getting more involved by donating money just because I feel there has to be more done. And I think Governor Gary Herbert, who signed off on this bill, he signed back on it, signed off on it back in March of 2020, and it became effective um, in May of 2020. You know, when he signed off on this, I think that he made a huge mistake. I really do. I think it's sad. Um, you know, I heard the argument that the Browns and the Dargers were saying that if if it's a felony, then when abuse happens, the women aren't coming forward because they're scared that they're going to end up in prison. But I don't think they're they're brave enough to come forward anyway. I think either way they're scared to come forward because the way their communities handle them, the way the communities will treat them if they say anything, if they do go to a hospital and say, hey, my child was just raped, the whole family is going to come after them. So I don't think it has anything to do with the law so much as it does with the family and their control and their power over the situation. So more needs to be done. Um, again, if you're consenting adults and you're happy in this situation, fine. By all means, my hat is off to you. But please don't start involving children. And if you involve children, don't make them marry somebody at the age of 14. And don't make them marry their cousin. You know, I'm just saying. And please keep your hands off of them. Don't hit your children. Don't rape your children. Don't abuse your children. And don't brainwash them either. Raise them to have their own mind. Raise them to, you know, know that the sky is the limit and they're free to choose. And I think that's the saddest thing of all is none of them feel free to choose. And that to me is just a form of death. It really is. I'd rather be dead than not have a, a, an option to choose what's good for me and my children. So, I mean, my children are full grown now, but, you know, back when I had to make that choice, if I didn't have that freedom to choose, I I would have ended up, you know, probably dead in a bad situation. So I'm grateful that my parents raised me with that, you know, the the mind that I can make a choice. I have freedom of choice. And that's the thing that they're all missing is freedom of choice. It makes me so sad. All right, well, I'm done with my rant for today. I'm so happy to see you guys have been enjoying our podcast. 
sorry for the vulgarity. You know, we get going, we do say the F word a lot, you know, whatever. I'm sorry if it offends anybody. Not our intention. Um, We're just, you know, practicing freedom of speech, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, I do say listener discretion advice, or I try to say it most times. Um, I apologize if we've offended anybody. I appreciate you for listening. I really do. We appreciate all of our fans and anybody that's taken time to listen to our podcast. We absolutely love and adore you all. Um, All right, so we'll be back tonight with an episode on the Sister Wives, and I cannot wait to see you guys. Bye.